Hi, good evening. Welcome to Barmy Army podcast. This evening I'm joined by Jake. Jake, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, thanks. Good. And I'm very pleased to say, returning after a, a slightly lengthy absence, Zoe's back with me. How are you doing, Zoe? Good, thank you. You? Yeah, absolutely fine, thank you. Um, hopefully this evening, keep everything crossed, we're going to have comments. Uh, if not, because I know last week Mark was struggling without them, if not, I've got everything, every device possible going. So might not be able to put them up on the screen, but we'll hopefully at least be able to uh, to, to pass things on. Um, plan for this evening is we are going to look back on a match that feels like it happened ages ago. Um, good evening, Mark. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, John. This is looking hopeful. Um, <laughs> we're look back on a match that it seems happened forever ago, but isn't even a full week, the City-Conti Cup game. Um, I'm probably going to have a rant about the Conti Cup again because I like to do that. Um, and we might talk about internationals because apparently they're going on at the moment. And uh, Jake, Jake's going to join me in my new, um, my new hashtag, aren't you, Jake, this <laughs> afternoon? We're on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, more about that later. John Fry wants to know, Jake, are you going to be Mr Positive? Yeah, uh, try to find the positives in the, 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 well, the victory last week. Yeah, OK, so let's talk about that. And that's the point. Uh, good evening, Fiona. Um, that, you, you said then, the victory. OK. Mm. It was a draw in the 90 minutes. We've then gone on to win in, on penalties. Just, we talked, we we had the watch along, obviously. We did the fan cams after. Jake, your thoughts on, on the game, on the on the match as it stood, and, and, and just watching it, really. Yeah, well, I said on the fan cams at the time, and I hate to go down the, the negative route again, but you, you watch it back, and I have watched myself back on it, and all of us do seem a bit down on it. And it's natural, you know, when you're going out, out of a competition like that. Um, so we're all a bit disappointed. But, like, you try, I should say, you try and look at the game now, and you try and isolate it from the competition. We held City to nil-nil. They never really looked like scoring. Uh, we won on penalties. We won in a derby. You know, that in itself is impressive. So if you try and isolate that from the fact that we've gone out of the Conti Cup, it was a successful night. Yes, isolated. It was a successful night. John Fry saying City played for a draw. Mm. Mark saying that City didn't want to win, but happily played for a draw. Despite losing, City are probably happier after that game. Zoe, your, your thoughts on watching the game? Because it, at times it was it was a difficult watch. It was, yeah. I thought, you know, I, I mean, I think I went into it with a kind of negative viewpoint because I thought it was going to be a tough ask to um, to beat them, especially playing them so close, you know, because we, we just played them in the league, you know, brilliant comeback from them. And then to go and play them again less than a week later, we've sort of given each other our game plans away. So it's kind of hard to sort of regroup and then, you know, come up with a whole new way of playing that they've not already sort of figured out, if that makes sense. That's how I felt anyway. Um, and obviously having lost to Liverpool, I thought it was always going to be hard for us to qualify. So it, it, I kind of went into it not expecting much. So the end result was a real positive for me you know I was really pleased with it but yeah obviously it would have been nice to to get the win and and you know still be in the competition um Fiona says that beating City in anything is a victory and I, th I think we'd all agree um <laughs> I want to just talk a little bit about the structure of the Conti Cup Jake you and I have have been banging the hashtag respect the Conti Cup for a for a while now, but they've changed the format partway through the, the, the tournament, partway through the competition. And that first loss against Liverpool at the time, as bad a result as it was, wasn't insurmountable. Then they changed the results and suddenly they changed the, the qualifying statistic uh, standards and suddenly it was. Suddenly that result counted and effectively, that did us in. Do you think, with that in mind, that's affected Casey's team choice? 
but then also affected the way we went out and played. Because to me, that I didn't see a lot of urgency. Jake, would you would you agree? Do you think that had an impact, or do you just think Casey picked the strongest eleven she could at the time, and she and and they did go out for the win, but couldn't deliver it in the ninety? Um, there's two ways of looking at it, and you do you make a great point that yeah, maybe you know the whole changes and the uncertainty around how to get through the group maybe has an impact on the players. Also, the fact that we're doing so well in the league at the moment maybe it's sort of foot off the gas a bit in this one. Um, but yeah, there the were times in the game where it didn't look like we wanted to win, admittedly. But at the same time, yeah, I get what you're saying. For example, the last two seasons when we played in the Conti Cup, we have had brilliant cup runs. We've done amazingly well. So it, it does feel a bit wrong to, uh, to not have that this season. But as you say, just the, the whole Conti Cup, and I hate to have a go at, at the FA and people who are deciding the format for it. The whole Conti Cup feels a bit wrong this season. It's not straightforward. We're going to have some weak teams going into the quarterfinals. The groups aren't level numbers. It just, it's a mess. Um, John says the only people who are happy with City fans and the FA, the FA that Jake doesn't want to criticise, but I certainly shall do. Because Fiona makes the point, I think we'd all agree, it is stupid to change the rules partway through a tournament. Absolutely, how was that allowed? This is the same FA that played last year's FA Cup this year. That's another one, don't start me on. Uh, <laughs> John Neff, um, There's also the small matter of an outstanding Everton game. So our group games have been anything but straightforward. Because I go back to our first season. We lost our first Conti Cup home game against Reading. And we still came out top of that group. So the group stages should or have allowed for less than perfection. This year, very different. Um, Zoe, that Everton game, we'll talk a little bit more about the circumstances of it, but do you think that the, the loss to Liverpool, which was shocking, poor performance, shocking result, coming up against City less than a week after a really hard-fought draw, and not having this Everton game, has that had a, an impact as well in, in, in how we went into that City game and just with the uncertainty and the blessed FA? Yeah, I think so. I think, I mean, again, I, I don't want to call them, but, it, you know, it, all the fans were leading the way in, in trying to be like, respect the Conti Cup. And I feel like the organisers don't respect it. Um, and... <laughs> how can how can anybody kind of go into it and take it seriously when they're changing things halfway through and and yeah I think in some ways I think Casey saw it as an opportunity to kind of try new things and be like well are we going to qualify do we stand a chance what what are the rules now and just kind of you know changed up a game plan a bit and and just went with whatever we could get really because I, I do I I mean, like I said, I went into that after reading, trying to figure it out myself, what what this means, what we needed from that City game and, and if the Everton game was even going to be rearranged, which I still don't think that we have a have an answer to yet. Um, and I kind of thought, well, how, how does she plan for this? How and, and then, you know, her kind of worries on that would then pass on to the girls. So I do feel like she probably went into it with just, Let's let's try some new things. Just go out there like you've got nothing to lose because we're not even sure what we've got to lose, really. So, do you think Casey would have put a different team out if we were playing under the rules we started the competition in, and whereby that Liverpool game counted for nothing? Quite possibly. Um, I mean, I'm not sure. I, I feel like as well tactically. We, we did seem to have our foot off the gas a little bit. And so I think if, you know, if if Casey really thought that the the win was going to be crucial to us getting through um, and, you know, that Liverpool game didn't really count, like you say, I feel like we'd have played with a little bit more intensity. Um, mm. But I'm not sure. I mean, it was hard to tell anyway, because like you said, I think City were playing for the draw and, yeah. It's sort of packed the bus at kickoff, really, I felt. But, um, you know, who knows? But I do feel like there would have been 
um, you know, tougher team talks, uh, a little bit more intensity, and yeah, maybe a couple of changes in that starting eleven. Yeah, um, some comments. We'll just pick up on uh, Fiona. Fiona's a fan of the groups. Certainly, one of the things I love about the group stages is that it gives you a guaranteed few. Well, gives you at least two normally home matches, a couple of good away trips in there. Um, and, and, and the competition gets going. So, yeah, love the group. Just don't like what they've done with them this year. Probably due to COVID, they've had teams. Well, I say teams that are close together geographically. So you've got the two Liverpool and the two Manchester clubs in a group. But then we've got Villa and Durham in a group. <laughs> now, my geography ain't great, but that one doesn't work out for me. Uh, John Fry, uh, picking up on our issues with the FA. He doesn't. He thinks the FA want United women to fail. They're jealous of us and our supporters. Maybe the FA don't like United. Maybe there's other reasons for it. Um, I don't know. This is the why. I think Fiona's made such a great point. When managers and clubs say on Twitter that they don't understand what they need to qualify, it is a joke. Mm -hmm. And then John Neville backs that up with, it's been a total disaster all around the season. It's been a disaster for us on the pitch, but it's been a disaster off the pitch as well. Jake, you're a massive fan of the Conti Cup and I, I think we will forever talk about that night in Southport <laughs> because that was one of the nights where the team almost came of age in a way in our eyes. We saw that actually we had we, we had the potential for this to be something special. This wasn't just let's follow a team round. This was Manchester United and those girls were doing us proud. That night in particular, we had a great atmosphere as a fan group going as well. I feel a little bit let down that we've not had the opportunity to have those kinds of nights. Obviously, we're not allowed at grounds, but that the Conti Cup's been such a shambles this year. Do you almost feel like, let's cancel it this year, let's move on, let's look at next year already? Yeah, I mean, but it's easy, easy to say let's cancel it when we're out and everything. But uh, no, I, I, I do get you. And as, as Fiona said about the groups, you know, I love the fact we've got groups and, you know, you're guaranteed three, four matches, uh, sometimes five in some cases. Um, mm. So you, you have a good run in the cup, even if you do happen to lose them all and go out. But yeah, uh, the main reason why I love the Conti Cup, as you say, isn't the competition itself, it's the memories and, you know, some of the great nights we've had. You know, we've had scrappy games, we've had amazing wins we've had great away trips it's just been a, a special competition for us in a way um and I, I should say yeah not being there this season has taken a lot out of it for me and i don't i'm not really valuing it this season you know going out of the Conti cup yeah it's de it's disappointing but you know not being there it just takes so much of of what makes it special to me if that makes any sense because you can follow the league you can follow the fa cup when it comes round. um obviously just watching it on TV and everything. But the Conti Cup for me is about being there. It is about the occasion. I absolutely agree with you. And I think that's that's one of the things that we're missing and, and, and we feel it at certain times more than others. And I certainly think that that penalty shootout last Thursday night, as much as we were watching it on TV, we were on the watch along, there was also this sense in me that I would have loved to have been there. More than most moments we've had during the season, I'd have loved to have been. Obviously, would have loved to have been there to see the equaliser against Chelsea, to see Tobin's first goal back against City, to see Tooney's winner against Arsenal, those kinds of moments. But along the way, yeah, just um, spot the statistician. Ignoring the game against fourth place team can result in weird things. Some teams will qualify with a 1-0 win, but not if they won by more. I'm just going to bow to Fiona's statistical knowledge on that one. But I know I spent a few podcasts having my two pennies worth about the FA Cup being carried over. And Shane made a very good point that it was only because it was the 50th anniversary and it was a special one. I don't get this changing of the rules. Um John's like what you've said there, Jake. Well done. Um, very quickly, I'm going to ask you, Jake, here. Favourite moment, I think I know the answer to the first bit, favourite moment from the Conti Cup in our championship season would be? What would you go for? 
it's got to be Everton away, hasn't it? Nothing comes close. And <laughs> I think I know your answer to this one, but there's a few options. Favourite moment from the Conti Cup last season? For personal reasons and the match itself, Brighton at home. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Zoe, have you been... Have you have you had the opportunity to go to any of the Conti Cup games in the last couple of seasons? Obviously, nothing this season. Uh, last season, I went to some of the Conti Cup games. Yeah, um, okay. yeah. Um, well, one thing I'd like to say first of all is, in terms of the group stages of it, um, again, I, I like it. Um, I'm not sure how they've done it this year um, or how they do it any year, really. Um, I'm not really big into my sort of politics of football. You know, I just kind of watch it and enjoy it, kind of thing. But I feel like the FA is is trying to push women's football in a way that it shouldn't be going. Like, I feel like the deciding groups, I mean, last year we played City twice in one week. I think that was the FA Cup and then the league and or something. And I remember it, it at the time and it just, it felt like they deliberately paired us as opposed to having like, you know, to create this drama and to build this fan base and stuff, which I get, I, you know, we all want to build the women's game, but not in a kind of forced way like that you know i'd much prefer it if they did you know draws like they do with the men's game where you can watch them it doesn't have to be on a tv channel they could stream it on the facebook pages but the fans would have much more respect for competitions if they did things like that and i just feel like i'm losing respect for certain aspects of the game because i feel like it's forced as opposed to done fairly really um, but that's just, just my comments on it. <laughs> I have to tell you, if Shane was watching tonight and if Shane was going to drop in the comments, he would be applauding that right now because he's one of he, he's very he's adamant that these draws for any stage of any competition should be televised. Mm -hmm. Because why do we always get why do we get City in the FA Cup last year? Mm -hmm. Um it is to an extent, inevitable, we will get them at some point in a Conti group, whether that's this year, uh, in, in, in the following year, alternate years maybe. However, to get them every year and in the FA Cup uh, this year and last year. Um, Ian, resident ref, what are you saying to me, ref? The FA have not published competition rules for this year's. Wow. They've not published competition rules for this year's leagues so super league or championship or the conti cup however they have for the fa cup thank you for that ian that's a little bit alarming mm -hmm. um i think the direction of the game is we could, we could have a whole podcast on that actually but i i think you're right there are things that don't seem to add up if the game is genuinely going to grow and it's going to grow naturally, they're not going to just force something to happen because ultimately for me, the fact that we play City on Saturday and then on the Thursday, I think Casey said it, it's, it's, mm. it's boring. And yeah. it's, it, it's a different challenge for the team. And as fans, I think it's a different challenge because, you know, that league game, we, we were shocking in the first half, but that second half, that was one of the best feelings we'd have had this season. And we've had some great moments. And then to come off that high, because it did feel like a high. I know we could have snuck it at the end. Jake, you were you were certainly hoping Lucy would have would have got the winner for us. To then come off that into a cup game. And having had the rules changed and still waiting for the outcome of this Everton game, things don't always feel professional. Let's go back to the actual game. Um, in terms of the 90 minutes, we'll, we'll look at the 90 minutes first. What, for you, Zoe, were the positives that you could take from the performance or something around the 90 minutes? Were there any positives for you? Yeah, yeah, I think there definitely was. Um, I mean, one thing for me was I saw a whole new side to Leah Galton. Um, I mean, she's been playing in... Uh, a different position this year uh, we've seen that in the league um and I, I do feel like she has settled into into that role I, I felt like in that league game against City she made a few errors um and 
in the the Conti Cup game, she just seemed to have rectified them all in the week. Um, and there was a few times when um, the MUTV commentators said, oh, that's a brilliant block. And she really was, you know, just putting her body in the way all the time when, when City did have chances. So I think for me, that was my biggest positive from the game because I saw Leah really settle into that that new role that she's found. And I, I feel like, she, you know, she, she can go on and do great things as a left back. I was just going to say, Jake, I'll come to you in a moment and ask you the same sort of thing about the positives of the game. Zoe, do you think that's where Leah could end up? Or is she covering that position whilst we've got to try and fit her into the team somehow and defensively we're short? Do you think that's long term or just at the moment? I think having seen that performance, it could be long term now. I, I, I feel like, I, th I think Casey said in, a, in an interview about what players she wants on the pitch and how in certain areas it's hard to fit all those great players that we've got on the pitch at the same time. And yeah, of course, we've got, you know, uh, I mean, in, in a previous podcast, I called them subs and, and someone said, no, the game changes. Um, and, and they are, you know, um, like, uh, you know, Jess Sigsworth coming off um, off the bench against Arsenal and uh, was a, a real game changer. Um, but I really feel like f for a confidence as well, Leah does need to, to be starting games. Um, and I, I felt like last season she was one of our best players. She was creating chances all the time. I don't think it's fair to then start putting her on the bench just because we've suddenly got um, a few extra players in the squad that are really great. Um, and I think it's great that Casey's given her that opportunity to try and shine somewhere else on the pitch where maybe we are lacking. And I, I feel like she's sort of settling into that role. So I, I feel like maybe at the start it was a temporary fix, but I feel like it could become more of a permanent fixture. Okay. Um John suggests that, uh, no, sorry, that's a jumped comment. I'll come back to that one. Leah left back for the rest of the season. That gives us questions over somebody else. But um, Leah at left back against weaker teams gives us another play going forward, says Fiona. I think for me, Leah at left back, we, we might miss out on her delivery. That's my concern. Um, John then goes on to say that Leah's got a great engine, never stops running. Um, and I think it, there was a conversation last week about where does this leave Lotter Rockfist. I think that's that's been had, that will be had. Um, but certainly when you're converting a left winger to a makeshift position over somebody whose natural position is mm -hmm. left back, doesn't say a lot for them. Uh, Jake, Mr. Positivity, come on. <laughs> Give us the good bits about that performance over the 90 minutes last week. Yeah, well, here's something that I've noticed more um, when when I've been watching it at home as opposed to actually going to games. You focus more on players. You get to see, you know, just seeing it on TV, see players making runs, you see how players perform. Maybe it's just me, but that's what I've noticed anyway. Um, so, Honor, I think she improved massively from the game at the weekend. Um, she, I'm not going to hide from the fact Georgia Samway absolutely dominated her in the league. You know, she looked well out of her depth, but Hold on, by Thursday, she's a different player. And it was, it, it, in fact, I'd say Honor even won that battle with Stanway on the on the Thursday. It was, uh, she was much improved. You know, this is the honour that we've seen for, um, for the start of the season, obviously, since she's come back from her injury. So, yeah, I think she's massively improved against the same opponent in the, the four days. Um, and, you know, we say, sorry, five days, and we say, um, we say, oh, yeah, we shouldn't be playing City, you know, within the space of a week and it sort of loses some excitement for us as fans but you look at the players and as I say Honor is the main example she's had time to obviously look back back at her game and make put things right immediately afterwards so I think that that was good to see uh, on our oh, midfield was strong you know I, I can criticise the attack all the one but you know being positive midfield was strong um, we didn't get dominated anywhere in the pitch really you know we could even though City played for a draw we could have gone a goal down and dropped our heads but we didn't we stayed strong I think even though the result was a nil-nil, it was a strong performance overall. We were solid. We didn't ever, you know, let let the defence open like we have in some games this season. And that's that's the main thing. I know I said in the fan cams that actually we'd kept a clean sheet. And I think in our need to win that game for qualification purposes, we'd almost 
ignored the fact that we hadn't conceded because we were so focused on the fact that because it was a draw after 90 minutes, City got the point and we were knocked out. But at times our defence hasn't looked great and we are still playing a, make a makeshift defence. You know, Leah is not a, a recognised left back. And yet, you know, we Abby Mack's out injured at the moment. Amy Turner's covering. And I don't think I need to, to sing Amy T's praises here. I think she's doing it forever. She, she's showing what she's got. Nobody needs to be convinced. I'm also the school of thought that says even when Abby, Abby Max fit, I still think I'm keeping Amy T in, in, in the team, but that's another conversation. <laughs> we did keep a clean sheet, and yet it just feels as if there's been no joy from that. Are we wrong to overlook that, Zoe? Or is that just is that just part of the fact that, does that say more about City not going for the win and playing for the draw? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I think we do need to give praise to the fact that, I mean, throughout the ninety minutes, there was there was sometimes when I was a little bit nervous with um, Emily Ramsey, and there was a couple of errors there. Um, but at the end of the day, she hasn't had the game time, and for her to keep a clean sheet, and yeah, they they did sort of pack the bus, as I said, but. At the same time, they did have chances, City, um, and we did let them in just, you know, a little bit. Um, and we, we managed to defend that and, we you know, and Emily Ramsey kept a clean sheet. And I, I think that needs recognising that, you know, we've got this, this goalkeeper that doesn't get much game time and she can hold her own against City. And so can the rest of the team now. And I think it says a lot about our standards as well now that, we're kind of a bit sad that we didn't get the win and we're not, we are overlooking the fact that we kept a clean sheet. I feel like last, last season we'd have, we'd have been celebrating that, you know, like massively. Um, but now we've got kind of a higher standard and yeah, we want to be going for the win and we want to be getting trophies and stuff. So yeah, I think there's a couple of ways of looking at it. Our expectations have increased so much that actually a clean sheet against City, despite the fact that we conceded two mm -hmm. few days before, actually a clean sheet against City is just accepted. And it's yeah. not the biggest thing. Okay, Jake, um, does the clean sheet say more about our defensive capabilities or City's lack of urgency? Well, as you say, City had chances. I think back now, and you know, Mewis had a shot that went just wide, and and Ellen White should should really bury the chance that came to her, but our defence did enough to put her off. So even when we're not blocking and tackling, we're doing enough. You know, Mill and Amy at the back, you know, they're so physical, and you see that, and and, and strikers just can't get past them. And like when they have the ball, they shrugs off it, and the, the physicality of the defence is something that. You know, has definitely improved for us, and I should say keeping a clean sheet against Arsenal, um, just a few weeks back, and now against City as well. That you know, these are teams that that, that bang the goals in for fun usually, and uh, yeah, I should say you look at these and you take that's what that's the main positive to take from the game, and going forward, I can see it happening again. You know, it's just about having a run of clean sheets now, but while our defense is as strong as it is, then that's great, and I think Amy playing centre back is a must now. She's a great right back, converted right back, I've got to say, and she fits into that position brilliantly. But I think our defence is massively improved when you've got Amy there. Amy, Turner and Turner, as you say, playing at the back, just stopping your attack. Um, yeah, just. <laughs> Talk about that, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I had to. But no, as I say, they, they did a job and um, City didn't look too threatening. And that, that isn't City's doing. That's United's strong defence. And that's what we have to say. We have to give ourselves. Some credit where it's due. Yeah. Um, last thing City would have wanted was to lose to us again. Did lose to us last year in the Conti, of course, especially after throwing away a 2-0 lead. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, John's agreeing with you. Um, <laughs> I think there was a chance as well. I think Stanway had a chance where she got in front of Honor. I think that was this game, not not the league game. Um so, yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking about where our expectations are. And City did have the chances, but we didn't create that much. I'm, I'm remembering a shot that, that LJ had early on 
<laughs> and I think Bardsley tipped it wide. Other than that, there weren't... And Jess at the end, there was a shot. I think Jess had a chance towards the end, but we didn't create that much. Um, and in many ways, I feel that our forward line was the weakest area of our team. Defence held tight. Midfield was okay going forwards. Zoe, I'm going to ask you a question as a big fan of Mary Earps. Okay. <laughs> Will Rambo's performance, does it warrant her starting in the league? And also, does that now push Mary? I think it, it pushes Mary to an extent. However, I don't feel like um, she's... I don't feel like she's at that stage yet that she's um, anywhere close to, you know, pushing Mary out in the league. I think, I think Mary has made some errors this season, and luckily for us, it hasn't led to major disaster. Um, so, you know, but I, I feel like, I feel like it's it's very easy to to criticise goalkeepers when they do make errors because, you know, a striker can can make an error, and it's a chance you know people say it's oh we've created chances yeah we didn't score but we created chances but if they'd have done better we might have scored you know what but yeah. with a goalkeeper it's very very obvious when they make an error because usually it either leads to a goal or a corner or or whatever and um it's very easy to to, to challenge them on that but i think i think with that first city game there was a lot of errors that that Mary made. However, there was also a lot of good saves as well. And I, I remember one in particular um, that, again, we, we've criticised uh, how she handles a cross. It was a cross, and she came out, punched it away, got it out of danger. And I thought, yeah, that that's great, but that's kind of what we expect from them. I know, but I, I do feel like Mary still has the edge over Rambo. I feel like Rambo could be challenging. Again, it, it's a shame that we're out of the Conti Cup now because that would have given Rambo the game time that she needed to maybe start challenging. Um, but for now, I mean, yeah, I'm a massive Mary Earps fan, so I'm always going to want Mary to start over anybody else. But um, I, I feel like she deserves to. Okay. Um, Fiona says that Rambo's made some silly mistakes, but so is Mary. So... Mm -hmm. Maybe neither of them are, are, are sort of pressuring the other. John Fry says, similar with the men, Henderson, I suppose that's Rambo in this position, won't push De Gea out of the league games. Um, and like you say, shame that we're out of the Conti, but we do still have this game against Everton. Mm -hmm. If it gets played, Jake, do we go with our strongest team? Or bearing in mind it's going to come in the middle of some league fixtures, do we rotate, use the squad, and keep our first 11 fresh? Well, what I'm going to say now sort of goes against everything that, that I put out. And I say, you know, you shouldn't, you know, play a weaker team for the sake of it. You should always put a strong, not strongest, but a very strong team out. A, strong, a team that you would happily put out in the league, a team that you know can win the game. But look, we're out of it. The Conti Cups are right off this season. Play the devs for all I care. Give give the girls who haven't had the chance, you know, Lotta, Jane, Ivana, throw a lemon. Why not? And I'm not saying that to throw <laughs> the game, but it doesn't mean anything. And, and I hate to say that because I'm not one of those people usually. But they're there. They work hard in training. Give just give them, yeah, give them a chance. Yeah, exactly, Fiona. Um, hey, you never know. Maybe they'll change the rules again. <laughs> <laughs> Um, John and Fiona are saying, "Let's look at uh, rotation. Let's get um, let, let's get other players in." And I guess that's where I was picking up on what Zoe's saying there. I'd be expecting Rambo to play that game no matter what. So Rambo will still get uh, another ninety minutes and penalties. Mm -hmm. um, it's then about for me giving the players that haven't had minutes and need the minutes. And I'm thinking about somebody like Ivana Fuso, who mm. I think we're all desperate to see what she's all about because we have no idea. We, we've heard, we've seen bits, but we've never actually seen her in a red shirt. So um, 
If anybody else thinks that we should play our strongest 11 against Everton, please let me know because right now I think we're all saying squad. Because we've got three. Ah, sorry. I've called Ivana the wrong name. Fiona corrects me. It's Herji. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got, we are in the middle of this international break, and then we've got three league games. We're going to come on to those shortly, but can't forget there was a penalty shootout. And I think it's safe to say I wouldn't have picked some of our penalty takers. Well, <laughs> most definitely. Maybe a third. Um, bearing in mind, Tooney is our regular penalty taker. Katie's not on the pitch. Scored against Brighton. Took the penalty against Brighton. She wasn't such a surprise. Millie was. Jackie was to a point. Hayley Ladd was. We'll never know who was on the fifth one. Maybe they'll tell us, actually. Were you surprised, Jake, at who stepped up to take our penalties? Um... I was actually, yeah. Yeah, I should say, you'd never expect someone like Millie Turn to step up for a penalty, but you don't know what gets said in the team huddle full-time. You know, it could be a case of maybe have a list beforehand or maybe a player just steps up and says, I'm feeling confident because we can go into, like, the, the whole the psychology behind the penalty shootout and how it can mess with your mind and everything because the pressure is, is up there as a player, it must be. So, you know, some players can hold the nerves better than others. So who knows? It might just be a case of, you know, Hayley or Millie just putting their hands up and saying, yep, yeah, I'll take one. Um, I know there was, I think it was Amy T spoke after the game and she said that they discussed the day before there was a chance it could go to penalties. And I think they thought then, they discussed then who who, who would take. Um, Fiona, going back to the comment about first 11 or squad, she's saying... Um, Possibly squad for the uh, for the Everton game. If we play it, that's still uh, in question. Um, John Fry says defenders shouldn't take penalties. Come on, John. You and I remember Stevie Bruce being the regular penalty taker for long enough. Um, but also agrees with what some of us have said that Kristen Press was probably our fifth penalty taker. And certainly from her lack of reaction at the celebration... Um, she she's just stood there, hands on hips, calm. Everybody else is celebrating. It, I, I did wonder whether that was her sense of um, <laughs> maybe, maybe she just thought, maybe she didn't understand that. We, I don't know. Um, Zoe, surprised at some of the penalty takers? Yeah, I was, and I was surprised at sort of thinking about it beforehand. You know, we, we we're probably going to go to penalties. And some of the decisions like Katie Zellum going off, I'm thinking, but she takes our penalties usually. Like, why not keep her on if it's going if you think it's gonna to go to penalties? Um, that to me was was a strange decision. So yeah, so when the each penalty taker stepped up, I was like, Oh, okay. And now I did watch the whole thing from behind a cushion. Because even though I knew it didn't really count for much, you know, we, we were out, I still really wanted us to beat City. So I was still really nervous. So I kind of, yeah, I sort of watched it with one eye open and one eye closed, really. <laughs> Biggest surprise for you? Millie took one. Well, Millie took one or Jackie took one. What would you say, Zoe? Uh, Millie. I, I was really surprised when Millie stepped up. And I think I actually said to my grand. She's not going to score this, <laughs> but she proved me wrong. So, I mean, maybe that was Casey's plan because she knew that it didn't, it, it wasn't going to matter now. I wonder whether she was like, let's try people who don't usually do this so that if in the future it does matter, we know that we've got a side that can, you know, perform under pressure and, and take those penalties. Because obviously had we got to penalties, that would have meant we were out because that would have meant City would have got the point. Um, before it disappears off my screen, oh, no, that's not the one I wanted. It's this one. Jackie had the ball in the net, wearing a United shirt. Okay, it's a penalty, it's penalty and it probably doesn't count. But, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know what? If that was the third goal, that if that was the goal that was needed to win a £20 bet, Jake, I'd be calling that one as a goal. So uh, we'll take mm. that. Um, <laughs> uh, da -da -da -da. Um, Jake, for you, Millie or Jackie? A bigger surprise? 
Um, really, because I, I think Jackie, we, we talk about how calm Jackie is on the pitch, like when she's being surrounded by uh, attackers, defenders, wherever she is on the pitch. She's she's a cool head, and in the penalty shootout, that's what you need. So maybe she, she, she's one of those people who, who's eager to step up. And, you know, I've not seen much of her before she came to United, so maybe she, she's took penalties before. And obviously with her experience, you know, you expect her to be good in these sort of situations. So even though she's not a goal scorer by any stretch of the imagination, yeah, I do sort of trust Jackie from the spot. But Mill, Mill was, as I say, a surprise. And uh, she, as I say, she scored, so all good for her. Definitely a confidence booster. Definitely. Um, Ian pipes up here with, I mean, this is pretty much what we've been saying here, Jake. Shame a penalty and a penalty shootout doesn't count in the stats because you know who we'd have been wheeling out for the fifth. We'd have been having a late sub for the fifth if that would have been needed. Still waiting for her first official goal. Um and you know what we're suggesting there, Ian. Um, so four penalties taken. We don't know who was on the fifth. I, I'm guessing, I'm guessing it was it was Kristen. Um, who knows? Who knows? It could have been Amy T for all we know. It could have been Rambo. Um City, <laughs> City took their five, missed two. Now, it would be remiss of me not to acknowledge that the two players who missed, one was Laura Coombs, who scored a pretty decent goal against us in the league. And the other was a bench warmer whose name escapes me. So we'll just move on from that one. Um, obviously, people are going to make business about the fact that Alex Green would miss one against us. She's a City player now. The way I'm one of those, she's gone. She's moved on. She plays for City. Whoever missed that last one, we were going to enjoy it. Zoe, did you enjoy it a little bit more because it was her? Yes. <laughs> I you know, I remember um, when I think it was Tevez left United and went to City and I have never hated a player so much. <laughs> so so I, I've always been, I've been brought up that if you play for United, you don't then go and jump ship and go and, you know, play for City. So for me, it's, it's really nice when Greenwood sits on the bench all game or, you know, when she misses a penalty. It's wonderful. So I'm going to celebrate that as much as the United goal, I think. <laughs> yeah, and also if she does play, gets played out of her natural position because their left-back is more first choice, is, is their first choice. Strange decision to bring back. Jake, did you enjoy it? Massively. You're Mr. Woso a bit and you've got your, you your favourites within women's football. But did, did the United fan in you just take over at that point? Look, I find it very, very, very hard to support a City player, even when they are playing for England or, or the home nations. So, look, Alex, we, we, I, my thought is just with the general thought of United fans. She's gone to City, doesn't matter to us now. But if you come back and, and mess up at our ground, then happy days, we're having a laugh. <laughs> and we did. Um Fiona doubts that Amy T was uh, next up necessarily. She looked like she was relieved. There's a great photo. Um, have you guys seen it where the team are lined up at the halfway line as that City's last penalty doesn't doesn't go in? It's a great photo. Um, if anybody's not seen it, look out for it. Um, going back to the whole Alex situation. <laughs> anyone better to miss I suppose the story was there anybody else would could have missed it and it wouldn't have meant as much to us but for, for Alex to miss it yeah kind of gave the night something and I can imagine had we been there we'd have given a hell for that we'd have been given a thick all match but we'd have given her for that moment and I think <laughs> anyway that would have been that would have made up for us going out of the competition the fact that we could have baited her slightly um, so, a nil-nil draw in 90 minutes. We win 4-3 on penalties. Uh, didn't have to take the fifth one. We are out of the Conti Cup group stages. We still have this, this game against Everton to play, but we also now have a run of three after this international break. Jake, I'll come to you about that. Mark says exactly what we all think. Wish we could have been in for it. Um, might have, might talk about that for a moment. Um, got this one of three games in this international break at the moment. The three games we've got coming up take us to the end of the calendar year. And I think, I'm waiting for one of the statisticians, I think it's just Fiona that's on this one. I think once we get to Christmas, we've played everybody at least once. Um, 
I see now, Fiona. Now, now you're just being you, you, you're almost being bitter there. You want all city players to miss, but double as much for, for yeah. But we all agree. We all agree. Um, th these are the times when you realise you're a United fan. You're not just a football fan when it just means that bit more to you. Uh, I think the Tevez analogy is pretty spot on there, actually, Zoe. So um, we have played, I think, maybe barring one team, I can't quite think who, everybody by the end of the calendar year. These next three games are going to be massive. But we're getting, hopefully, to a point where the squad is coming together. And that's where I'm coming back to this whole Everton situation of... Do we need to rest players for that Everton game? Because nothing less than nine points will do for the next three. We've got Villa, Reading, Bristol. Yes. Come on, Ian, bail me out on this one. Everybody by year end. So we will have played everybody at least once and we will have had an idea of who we've faced up well against, who we might have, to, might have difficulty with in the second half. Oh, hang on, Ian. <laughs> Come on, Ian. We're on a slight delay here. Yes, he says not played Everton. Fiona jumped straight in. We've not played. Everton. Told you I'd get it wrong. Um, <laughs> so, Jake, nine points. Hopefully, um, I mean, I always say you should never take anything for granted, and sometimes football can be a funny game when the, the lowest side can turn up on the day, but. This season, as I said, feels special. We're unbeaten. We've played some of our hard, hardest fixtures so far. I'm hopeful. I really am. And you look, you look at the teams that we have to play, you know, Villa, Reading, Bristol. They've all had poor starts by their own standards. OK, Villa have just come up and they're sort of getting used to the league. But Bristol have been getting battered nearly every game. Uh, Reading, not really up where they usually are at this time of season either. They're struggling, you know, mid-table. So... Yeah, you, you look at it and you think we've had a great season so far. Our morale should be right, you know, right up at the top compared to what they have. So it, yeah, it should be nine points. But I'm trying not to get carried away. We, we all know, look, we all know what happened last season against Bristol, and that will always be in the back of my mind when I think yeah. when, when I'm always expecting to win. Um, Mark's not worried about the Bristol game. It's the Reading game. He's unsure about. Hmm. I'm assuming it's Reading, not Reading, that he's, he's not quite <laughs> Reading. Maybe I'm reading that wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, John, uh, we've got Reading coming up in this next one of three. Um, uh, yeah, Bristol getting battered last year to we played them. I think, I think we, we, we were saying that. Uh, Zoe, three big games in terms of momentum, but also what we can ex what our expectations are. We've got to win all three, wouldn't you have thought? Yeah. I mean, if we get anything less than that, I'll be disappointed. I'm not going to lie. Um, that's just because of how we started the season. And um, th there's no point standing up to these big teams like Chelsea, Arsenal, City, if you're going to drop points against, you know, the the teams that, you know, aren't really challenging for the, for the title. So I think it's really important uh, that we win um but I, I would like to be unbeaten if if not if not uh you know a clear nine points you know if six points and a draw i don't know um it all depends really on like you said the international break it is a worry having you know i used to love international breaks at the same time now i'm like I'm scared of our players getting injured, so please don't play anybody that I care about, kind of thing. <laughs> but um, yeah, so and then also the the loss in momentum and not having that team because that's the thing we really gelled as a team, and that's yeah we've 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 got these you know we've we've talked about the World Cup players, all this quality we've got in our side, but quality alone isn't good enough to win games. It's that team spirit, and for them to all go go off to the different countries and and play each other as well play against each other it's um I, I am i am worried that when we come back together we're not going to have that same momentum and 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 that's to me that's what's key in winning these these games is that team spirit to to get the job done kind of thing 
Yeah, definitely. There was a really interesting quote. I think I think it was Katie that made the quote uh, that, that made the comment after um, after the Arsenal game, and she said that in the dressing room afterwards, everybody was buzzing and everybody was as she felt something had changed. I think that was her actual comment. She felt something had changed, and apparently it was Tobin who's that, that said, "This means nothing if we don't go and get something against City." Mm-hmm. And I think in terms of mentality. That was, it was such a great thing to read that they weren't going to get carried away. And of course, that first half against City was poor, but they pulled it back. And Casey herself said, last year, we wouldn't have done that. So hopefully, hopefully, if the performances aren't on point, the mental strength will be and they'll get them through those games i know some people are saying we need to score loads of goals we need to get our goal difference up there we need to to really elevate that first and foremost we've got to win um question for you jake what would you prefer nine points or for all the home nations to win during the international break <laughs> uh, tell me you're not debating yeah. this <laughs> <laughs> Jake, well done. Never doubt <laughs> for a moment there, Jake. Um, okay, right. Jake, internationals, you're one of the very few people that love them, aren't you? <laughs> very, very few. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Fiona's now thinking. <laughs> wow. And you know what, Fiona? I'd celebrate him leaving. <laughs> That's a private one for you, Jake. Um, John Price saying, you better say nine points. I did eventually. And Tobin was united on task. She said the same after the England match. Yeah. Oh, here's a thought. We're not going to kick you out of the call. You're going in the bin. Oh, wow. <laughs> Tell you, you know what the pictures on the Sunday social are going to be like. So, Jake, um, you do love your internationals, particularly the home nations. Yeah. Our girls that are playing, not just this week, um, Which are there any games you're looking out for? Um, there's lots, but I'm going to, um, I'll try and relate it to United. Obviously, the, the main one for, for us as United fans will be Netherlands against the USA. And the fact that you've got Jackie on one side and you've got uh, Tobin and Kristen on the other. that will, yeah. If there's a way to watch that here uh, in the UK, that would be great. So I'll, I'll keep an eye on it and it'll be great to see, you know, any, any, all, all three of them score, in fact. Uh, oh. But you never know. Um, then, of course, you've got Hayley, who's got a, a massive game for Wales against Belarus, which is a must-win for them. Um, you know, Hayley does play... second team! Aren't Belarus your second nation now? Uh, no, not, 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 not internationally. <laughs> 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 but no, uh, obviously Hayley plays centre-back for Wales, so that's something a bit different for her. Um, and of course you've got all the Scottish girls, you've got Kirsty Smith who might play, um, and then Jane and Kirsty up, up for Scotland, and they've got two massive games coming, Finland and Portugal, which could you know sort of define their qualifying campaign. So good chance to watch, um, yeah, Kirsty and Jane more so. I'm not sure if Kirsty uh, Smith will play, but Kirsty Hansen... Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Jake. Yeah, no, as I say, Casey Hansen looked really lively in Scotland's last game. And of course, we want to see Jane uh, score maybe and get, get a bit more confidence if you like. Yeah, three of them. Yeah, two, two hat tricks will be good actually, one in each game. But um, yeah, that, that's, your, that's your basically international summary for, for any of our girls playing. Then you've got all the England, England players, but obviously no game for them. So just But they're playing, they're, they've got the inter squad friendlies again, haven't yeah. they? Um, I believe that £20, which is the exact figure here that Mark's suggesting, that buys you an awful lot of apple sauce, if that's your thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the Netherlands-USA game is the one that's clearly taken the headlines and, and it's one that we'd all like to see. Um, as of a few days ago, we're not aware of where we can see it, but I think there's a few of us that will be seeking that out was it half five on friday afternoon i think there's a few of us um yeah john fry's made a point i don't know if anyone's seen the pictures of lj who's in the english squad she's looked good good in the in the kickabout so um ian behave as well um 
Yeah, you see, this is the problem. You're in the States, you've got ESPN too. We haven't. You're gonna have to tell <laughs> us you have to go on Twitter and tell us uh tell us what's happening. Um obviously we hope as well everybody comes back fit, um, healthy, no injuries. Kirsty Smith's the interesting choice because we need her fit, I think, just to give Leah the freedom to go forwards, if we can accommodate her. Um but Hopefully, Kirsty Smith does get some chance, does get some uh, some minutes. I think we're in the middle of a conversation here that uh, hashtag ref in the bin. <laughs> yeah, the very big bin that we're all going in. I think it's a, I think it's a, it's 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 a dump site now, really, isn't it? That that's been taken over. Um, <laughs> so, no action this weekend in terms of the league. We've got. One of these momentum breakers is that also an issue with all of these international breaks because jake you and i this afternoon on twitter we've started a new campaign we've moved away from hashtag respect the conti cup to uh hashtag uh end all i can't remember the exact wording of it but um no more international breaks because you agree with me completely there don't you jake yes no um... do you believe we should get rid of the international breaks In <laughs> Because it can kill momentum. And do you think actually Casey would have preferred to just carry on playing? Yeah, I definitely think um, Casey would have preferred to carry on playing. And like you said, it kills momentum. I think some teams that have been struggling will welcome things like that. Um, I mean, what I, what I said before about um, the worry is, you know, I don't want any of our players to play really because I don't want them to get injured. At the same time, Players like LJ, um, and I did see that video earlier that United posted, and I was blown away. But every time I, I see a play, really, I am blown away um, by the skill that she has. And 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 Fiona posted an article that uh, her father had written on, I think the Guardian or something about both Reese James and Lauren James, and it was really interesting, kind of learning about how she grew up in football and you know playing with her brothers and on boys teams and stuff. And I just think her footwork is the best the best that I've seen from a, a women's player, just to be able to stand up to defenders and say, come on, and then be able to skip past them. You know, I, I can't say that I've seen it from other teams. I just think she's a world-class player. Mm -hmm. And she's, you know, she's been out injured for a very long time now. And I think, you know, I know she played the other day. Um, I, I didn't think she was up to her best, but to see her, in this England camp now, I feel like, I know it was only a few seconds of a video, but I feel like it's gonna do her the world of good. And, you know, I welcome it for her. And I hope, um, you know, she makes the most of, of playing in the, those friendlies, because I think she'll come back a better player for us as well, if that's even possible. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good point, actually. Um, you're still not gonna convince me that international breaks are good. We um, <laughs> does seem to agree, though, that it can give players a rest uh, and a chance to come back from injury. And I, I, I think that we've, we've struggled to get a full squad out there. So hopefully this, this, this current break that we've got on, um, I think Zoe's leaning more to your side, Jake, and she's a bit pro internationals. Um, Ian, I'm not going to. Uh, Ian saying that he might know of a way that some of us in the UK can watch the Netherlands US game. Um, I'm not going to pop that up just because of um, something on it, but fingers crossed. And then at least I can discuss that next week. Uh, Jake, do you prefer internationals to club football? Right, so here's, here's something. You might actually. Well, come, on, hour, come on now. You, you might. Oh, <laughs> it's like before I started supporting United Women, I always valued international football more. I just mm. sort of swayed that way because you know I've said it before to you on the socials, and there's nothing, there's nothing I respect more than a player putting their heart on the line and playing their heart out and just running the socks off and doing all they can to win for their country. I think that's admirable in every way. You know, you can see the passion, it's brilliant. But then, after I started supporting United Women, I go to all the <laughs> <laughs> games. Um, well, sorry, I go to all the home games and a few ways as well. And, you know, seeing, seeing these girls play for United, it's sort of, you know, it, it, it's a new sense of pride I've not sort of experienced before as a fan. There's a massive connection between us and them. And I prefer club football now because of them. <laughs> 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 
Um, <laughs> I, I appreciate your knowledge on, on international football. Um, and, and I think this is the point we'd all make. As long as they don't get hurt um, mm. and as long as they aren't coming back to their club team in need of a break, because that mm. would really unsettle me. Um, Ian, you're a legend. It's not often I say that. But uh, ah, here we go. Fiona's giving you the full. There you go. You're a convert. Yeah, it's fine. We're accepting <laughs> you. Um, think you'll find as well that for a comment like that, it's as good as a Jane Ross goal. So, uh, oh, there's a hat trick. Um, <laughs> Mark nails it for you. Come on, you are Mr. Great Britain. You're you, you're all for equal ops with all the home nations. Um, we're just over an hour actually, so uh, I'm going to tie it together there. But. Um, uh, I've really enjoyed this chat tonight. Thanks, and thanks for everybody who's who's um, who's watched, who sent comments in. Um, we've got the international break carrying on, so there's no games for us to no club games for us to focus on uh, over the next week. Um, but Jake's obviously going to have the time of his life watching all the internationals. So, um, oh. <laughs> Jake, uh, well, the Russian league finishes this week as well, doesn't it? So you're going to need yeah. something to entertain you. I know, yeah. Last game on Saturday, so yeah, I'm, I'm stuck. I need something new. Oh, up oh, the FC Minsk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the right one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jake, thank you very much for joining me this evening. Zoe, thank you very much. Won't leave it as long to have you to have you back on next time. Definitely get you on sooner. Um, oh, Mark, can't talk about the return of crowds in small numbers. No, absolutely right. It looks like that's going to be possible, just not in Manchester. So um, we'll probably know more details about that next week, where hopefully I'm going to be joined by uh, Fiona. I think Fiona, you're on with me, and Chloe's joining us for the first time. So that'll be a nice chat to have. Um, we'll know some more details, hopefully. Um, and if there's any chance we can get to a game, that will be something we'll all jump at. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining me this evening. Zoe, Jake, thank you very much. Take care, everybody. Look after yourselves, and uh, we'll see you all again soon. Cheers. Bye-bye.